Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a beautiful, lovely, wonderful gentleman guest with me who is one of the nicest people you could ever meet in the podcast community. He is such a sweetheart and a true and genuine soul. Welcome, Mr. Ron from the Wicked Planet podcast. Hi, Janet. Thank you. That was a great introduction. Better than Buckley's. <laughs> and uh, I should say I should say nicer than Buckley's. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I always, I always like to come on and talk with Deplorable Janet. We've done it a few times. Yes, we have. And it's such a it's such a pleasure to know you. So for my thank listeners you. who don't know you, tell me a little bit about you. Uh, well, I'm known in the podcasting community as Ron from New England, and uh, I'm the, one of the. While I'm the host of the Wicked Planet podcast, along with my uh, my co-host Buckley, and uh, and pretty frequently a gentleman by by the name of Anonymous Sean, and uh, and we uh, we do a show once a week, and everybody can find us basically wherever podcasts are, and uh, you know we talk about all kinds of different subjects and. Uh, yeah, we just we're just doing it for a lot of fun. You know, we're just trying to have a good time while putting some information out there, some some good stuff for people to go research. But uh, yeah, and you can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England or the Wicked Planet podcast page. Well, <clears throat> it is an absolute pleasure to have you on my show today. Um, so for the listeners that know that I love to bash Bill Gates. Um mm-hmm. This is going to be a doozy do of an episode for y'all because we have a lot of uh, chit chat regarding Mr. Gates and his scientific and virology expertise in the world, (laughs) as well as farming and uh, technology, manufacturing, uh, and climate guru. Yeah, you know, he... uh... And I'm glad, and I'm glad that we're going to talk a little bit about Bill Gates because, uh, you know, what he's gotten to works. Of course, he's been pretty active, mm-hmm. trying, you know, trying. I mean, right along with this whole agenda, right? Uh, that's going on. And I want to share something with you and share something with the listeners. Uh, we know that whenever we are, you know, doing a podcast or doing a post on Instagram or whatever social media you use. If we use the word that starts with the V, well, that is a problem. That's not venereal disease, right? No, no, <laughs> no. So, so uh, the gentleman, James Raguski that I just interviewed, great guy. Shout uh, out James. You, yeah. You've had him on your show and I urge you to get him on again soon uh, because the WHO will be uh, doing their, uh, vote on the amendments to the mm-hmm. pandemic treaty mm-hmm. uh, that everybody's working on stopping because that's basically going to, uh, you know, take away the sovereignty of 194 nations around right. the world. Right. Without getting mm-hmm. into it too deep, but Bill Gates has a lot to do with this also. Yes, he does. But James gave me, gave me this really cool acronym. Well, I turned it into an acronym. I'm calling it the PRP, but instead of the V word, it's called a pandemic response product. Mm -hmm. So if we call it a pandemic response product, meaning the, you know, 
Squirt, squirt. So it's a perp. Yeah, it's a PRP. <laughs> Anyways, just a little something that maybe we should all start using going forward because that will be less likely to be picked up on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so where did you want to start on Mr. Gates? Because we can go back a while and talk a little bit about some of the things that uh, like from when he started out and a little bit about his background, you know, mm -hmm. without getting too deep into it. Yes. And then, and, and then we can bring it forward to his latest wet dream that he has. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think uh, his background would be a good thing for those people who um, don't really know that much about him and, and what he's about and what all he's into. So, well, yeah. let's, well, let's talk a little bit about his parents. Well, very little, we'll talk very little about it, but, but I think it's important. Mm -hmm. uh, the connections right now, now, whenever we've heard of Bill Gates, we've always, uh, always was presented to us even way back when, which I took hook, line and sinker. That he was a rags to riches deal. Uh -huh. He came up with the Windows operating system and, you know, was able to get it on everybody's PC. Now we're not talking Apple. Right. But but there is an Apple element to it because how the story goes, he actually either pilfered, begged, borrowed, or stole mm -hmm. Apple's, Apple's operating system. And converted it with some elements of Linux. Mm -hmm. And this is where he came up with Windows. Right. But, but let's back it up a little bit. So Bill Gates was not a rags to riches person. This, he did not start Microsoft in a garage. Like everybody starts out in a garage. I've been in a garage my whole life and have yet to come up with a multi-billion dollar idea. <laughs> I'm and I've yet to seen him in my garage. Yeah. So <laughs> Bill Gates's dad, and, and this is where, where we bring in eugenics a little mm -hmm. bit. And, and eugenics, uh, for people that aren't familiar with that term, is basically altering, um, altering society, altering people, mm -hmm. right? Uh, making people better. And this was something that was actually born in the United States, but was really taken and used by the Germans and the Nazis uh, pre-World War II. Right. Right, leading into World War II. And then, then we have the experiments at uh, Dr. Joseph Mengele, who was an SS officer. They mm -hmm. called him the Angel of Death. Right. Or the Doctor of Death. And the Auschwitz uh, concentration camps did lots of tests on subjects because they were there and they were free and didn't matter if they were willing or not, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know oddly, I know someone personally that um, was experimented on. She's actually from the hometown that I grew up in, or she lives there now, I should say. But her and her sister were part of the twin experiments that they used to do. Yeah, so so there's there's one aspect mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. One of the other experiments that Mengele was famous for was trying to get everybody to have blue eyes. Which hmm. was part of the Nazi agenda. I was uh, going to say blue eyes, blonde hair. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So to make them appear to be, you know, quote unquote, Aryan. Mm -hmm. uh, Bill Gates's uh, parents were very active with 
what we now know today as Planned Parenthood. Right. As a matter of fact, Bill Gates's father sat on the board of Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood was brought to us by a woman by the name of Margaret Sanger. Mm -hmm. Now, Margaret Sanger was an admitted eugenicist. It was her idea to basically... Sterilize the black population. Well, okay, so basically eliminate the black population. Mm -hmm. So what she would do is she would set up these Planned Parenthood offices in very poor and predominantly black neighborhoods Mm -hmm. where she would in a sense be sterilizing these people or aborting children right Mm -hmm. because they were unwanted right you know they talked the mom into aborting the baby and there you go there's one less person in the world Mm -hmm. now margaret sanger had a friendship with adolf hitler so adolf hitler actually awarded Margaret Sanger with several awards, you know, for her work in eugenics. Right. So there is definitely an element there uh, between Nazis, the depopulation agenda, uh, weeding out undesirables and Planned Parenthood. Now, why would Bill Gates's dad be sitting on the board of that? Right. So, so this is, this is why I feel Bill Gates, you know, his, his, uh, long-term plan i think was to bring forward like the beliefs of his parents mm-hmm. and i think that's what he's doing now right uh, 100%. You, know, I, I, you know we don't we don't know that for an absolute fact but i mean the evidence is pretty clear what he's got going on i mean well and and you know on that aspect why is it uh that people think uh why does he always do like his quote test experiments or test subjects in foreign countries first in in poor nations Uh and it's always he has a history of um all the countries in africa he does that literally all the time that's his testing ground for vaccinations and you know this is not so much uh like mainstream that you can google now you have to go in the the way back machine to find it but all of the lawsuits um, from different countries that he's been experimenting in and the amount of people that were maimed or killed or permanently disabled from his wink vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his preventative, his preventative vaccines. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not absolutely sure, but I understand that he's, that he's actually wanted in several African nations. Mm-hmm. That is true. Now, now we know that one of the uh, things that he pushed and did a lot of testing on was the polio vaccine. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm sure that he's tested other vaccines in other, in other countries at other times that we don't know about, but, but he picks, but he picks these nations because he knows that they're not going to fight him. They're not going to. Right. Cause they don't have the money to fight it. Yeah. And he's, so he's basically untouchable. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he's, doing this to quote unquote, you know, protect people, keep them safe, keep them healthy. Uh, and it's, and it's actually uh, a one, uh, three, uh, 180 degrees in the, in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And you know. the same, it's good thing that you brought up the polio vaccine, because that is one of the um, things that's going to be part of one of the topics that we're going to discuss today. Uh, with his newest uh, venture and what's on the horizon to come. 
But one of the other vaccines that he pushed in foreign countries was the Gardasil or HPV vaccines Mm -hmm. um, that ended up causing horrific damage to uh, female fertility. And um, there was a lot of lawsuits that happened over just that HPV vaccination because it was sterilizing or uh, causing permanent infertility in people. And I can remember, Janet, how many commercials were pushed Mm-hmm. on prime time for this HPV vaccine Correct. because they knew a lot of parents would be watching mm-hmm. television at those in them time slots. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and they're like, Oh my God, no, I don't want to, I don't want little Sally to, you know, have a problem. We probably should go get her this vaccine mm-hmm. again, blindly led along. Right. So, right. So we, we know now that, you know, that vaccine is pretty much defunct at this point, but it's still causing problems for people that, you know, mm-hmm. agreed to take it right you know, for the, for their children. Yep. And, and that, and- <clears throat> that would be uh, a massive uh, vaccine injury uh, vaccination. My daughter was one of the people that was vaccine injured from that. And it literally destroys your intestinal tract and so a lot of people that had it had massive problems with with um you know upset stomach or chronic vomiting things like that as well as uh infertility and also a very very large jump in cancer Mm. which it was supposed to prevent right so how many times have we seen recently how a certain uh certain vaccine or a, a certain medication that was designed to help prevent or cure some well not cure but to prevent right mm-hmm. uh, has actually caused what it was supposed to be preventing mm-hmm. right like like we've been seeing this for a couple of years now right. and really heavily seen it in the last six months mm-hmm. absolutely you know, and that's something uh that we can we can touch on a little bit too but it's, uh, you know, it's really interesting how he can push and do and say whatever he wants with total immunity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to point out that Mr. Gates is not a doctor of any kind, like Correct. not a medical doctor or anything like that. But still, the medical community takes what he says as gospel mm-hmm. because he's some rich asshole. Well, and it's funny to me because um, this whole thing with the uh, the pandemic and all of that stuff and his association with EcoHealth Alliance, um, you know, is what is what got all of this ball rolling in the first place, you know, and it was like his say you know, and, and he's the one that made the documentary that it came from bats and, you know, all this, I don't know if you watched that, but it was, it was absolute total garbage. Um, but it was his partnership with Eco Health Alliance, who is also like a main contributor in the United States government, as far as the CDC and the FDA goes. Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of, um, his organization, not just the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but I don't think people know that he has multiple other 
organizations as well. Um, he's got the Gates Ventures, and the Gates Ventures is not only doing um, uh, public health stuff and you know healthcare, Alzheimer's, but it's also involved in um, education, like global education, um, technology, and and things of that nature. Anything that's global issue is is what Gates Ventures is. And then he's got another one that is um, Breakthrough Energy, and that is anything having to do with uh, climate change, greenhouse gases, all of that stuff. So he's actually getting funding funneled through these programs from our tax dollars. Right. So he's not spending any of his own money on any of this stuff. Correct. All right. And this is why Bill Gates has set up all these foundations. Like we mm -hmm. know that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, I mean, that might as well be the same as the Clinton Foundation. And anybody 100%. that hears... Anybody that hears the word foundation back in the day, uh, just assume that it was a, something that was being done for good. And this is why every people, you know, excuse me, people were so uh, quick to donate to it. Right. Because this is their way of making themselves feel better. And I feel like this is wink philanthropy. Yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, you know, Bill Gates is into so many different things. And I would mm -hmm. like to know, because we probably won't know. I'd like to know how many things he's going on that he's got going on that we don't know about, mm -hmm. like foundations that don't have a name or these secret, maybe, you know, black op, uh, black ops that he has going on. And I can tell you that there are multiple, um, but one of the most interesting ones that I ran across um, was a partnership with a corporation called NITA, N-I-T-T-A. Um, and NITA does... Usually it's like um, for manufacturing stuff like belts and whatever. However, this partnership is solely for the purpose of RFID chips. Mm -hmm. And so um, in Africa, and I can't remember what what part, um, but uh, quite this has been going on since like 2015 or something. But he has been working on a Covey pass over there that mm -hmm. uses um, an RFID chip that in, encompasses all of your medical records. It encompasses your financial records. It also does, um, like, say you went to court and got convicted and you got put on house arrest. It controls that. Um, it controls your uh, shopping abilities. It literally controls every function that you would need in society. And that's what this, quote, innovative technology he's working on with this Nita Corpus for. Okay, so uh, way back in the early episodes of The Wicked Planet, mm -hmm. I actually had discovered the whole Kovi Pass deal. Mm -hmm. And we talked and we talked about that on the show. Right. And, and what COVID pass aims to do is to kind of work along with what exactly the WHO right now, the World Health Organization is trying to pass. Right. So what they want to do is they want to have um, a global digital passport or a global mm -hmm. digital health passport. Right. right. 
So, and this is, and this is all, and you can bet that this is tied in with Bill Gates. A hundred percent. Yeah. Bill Gates is definitely working with the World Health Organization on this deal. Now, He's their our, largest contributor. So. He is. Yeah, he is. And, and, and I spoke about this on the very first podcast that was ever on with Ryan and Brandon on The Dangerous mm-hmm. World. Right. Bill and Melinda Gates, I want to say are the, are the, uh, the highest contributor to the mm-hmm. WHO or the second. They are the, the highest States. now because we, when, when Trump pulled us out of the who that put Bill Gates in the top position for the largest contributor. And we're talking close to just under a billion dollars mm-hmm. every two years. Yes. Because WHO works every two years on their budget. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think at the time, and now this was back in 2021, uh, when this data was available, uh, and I'm sure the data is available now, but I want to say at that time, it was 800 and something million dollars, just under a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? That Bill Gates is, you know, the foundation is donating to the WHO. Well, that's a lot of money. You can do a lot with a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's just from like Bill Gates. That wasn't including like the billion that the United States was sending them, right? Right. Well, and and the Bill and Melinda Gates um, Foundation just got a five million dollar infusion from Bill Gates. Well, there so, you go. Hmm. You yeah. know, one thing one thing uh, that I wanted to mention and you were t- talking about how uh, Bill Gates is, uh, you know, kind of directing healthcare for the world yes. and, and, mm-hmm. and he's directing healthcare for the United States. Right. So I think what Bill Gates is doing is he is now the man that's in charge of the original Rockefeller medical system, mm-hmm. Correct. right? Because Bill Gates has a lot of influence in, in, in anything medical, but he also has a lot of influence in anything that's educational. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about this foundation that w- was heavy on education, Mm-hmm. This is why a lot of these colleges uh, have certain curriculum that go in line with what the WHO, what Bill, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation mm-hmm. and all these upper people are trying to push as their agenda. Right. Right. So we know that the Rockefellers are the ones that kind of got rid of any type of uh, homeopathic medicine, holistic mm-hmm. medicine. They vilified it. They got laws passed to uh, outlaw it basically. And then right. and if doctors were practicing that, well, they could literally have stormtroopers come in, arrest them, take all their documents and throw them in jail. Right. So, so I think that, I think that we're, I think we're still there, Janet. I think, well, and- I think there's people that, that will practice this kind of stuff, but they have to be so quiet about it. It's like, they're not going to have the impact that they should have out of fear of getting arrested or sued or whatever. Right. Well, you know, the interesting thing um, going along with the education stuff is I just interviewed a teacher the other day that said they have this new thing that they're implementing in a lot of schools. And this is a high school, mind you, it's called the IB curriculum and is international baccalaureate program. Mm -hmm. And it is supposed to be a worldwide global education system, um, which came down from the who, which came down, of course, from Gates Ventures. um, And it's their partnership. And, and so it is like, uh, 
supposedly going to take over like our, our entire schooling system. And so that whatever education is in this program is going to be a global thing. So everybody across the board is going to be learning the same stuff. And I have talked about this multiple times before, but the um, curriculum in schools right now that is pushing the uh, LBGTQ, the trans, um, all of that stuff, that came down from this same organization and the WHO uh, to be put in our schools where uh, you normalize pedophilia and uh, your sexuality depends on uh, your fetishes and and stuff like that. So this is all this is all a planned orchestrated event that's we're going to start see unfolding more and more. Okay, so let me tell you something about the IB program and it's mm -hmm. the International Baccalaureate Program. Mm -hmm. Now our school board, now our school district that my kid goes to, mm -hmm. is a very big school district. It encompasses like six or seven towns, right? Mm -hmm. I want to say could have been seven. I mean, so this IB thing is not new. Right. Uh, probably six or seven years ago, they were trying to implement that in our local school system. Mm -hmm. And they brought it up during the annual school meeting. And that's when uh, all the representatives from the towns go there to try to fight the school budgets because our school at the time, their budget was increasing a million dollars a year mm -hmm. for like seven or eight years in a row, which has a direct impact on every homeowner. Right. Because, in the, state, because in the state of New Hampshire, the schools are funded by property tax. Mm -hmm. Like in our town right now, 64% of our property tax goes to the school district. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you're not talking just a high school because our school district is big, right? So you right. have, you have one major high school, you have one major middle school, mm -hmm. which is sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Right. And then obviously high school goes from uh, ninth grade to 12th grade, but then you have all the individual towns that have their own elementary schools. Mm -hmm. And then there's another school that's tied into it. That's more of a vocational school. So it's a big school district. Right. Well, I can remember when they brought this uh, IB system up for discussion, boy, oh boy, did that get heated. Mm -hmm. And and I was very, and I was one of the people that spoke at the school board meeting about it. Good for you. And, and, and I also, and now keep in mind, at this time, I had no kids in school, mm -hmm. none. But members of my family had kids in school. All my friends had kids in school. So, I mean, it was something that I was, you know, questioning what mm -hmm. is this IB system that they want to pull? Now this comes around mm -hmm. the same time that they were really started to kind of the, uh, plant the seeds of common core. Mm -hmm. So they had a representative uh, address the whole auditorium. And I mean, this was a full house and this is a big auditorium and they were selling it as well. This system, this international baccalaureate way of teaching is what is used by diplomats and politicians mm -hmm. and world leaders to educate their children because say diplomat a who's from say the Netherlands, but he's stationed somewhere in Africa, you know, mm -hmm. or somebody that's from France 
or somebody that's in the UK could be stationed in India. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, their their children would have to be taught proper schooling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just to paraphrase or whatever. So they're saying what this does is it makes it universal to all countries. So all mm-hmm. these kids learn the same thing. Right. And when you hear it, they they were very they were very smart about how they how they presented the IB system. And you would be surprised how many people just at this one particular school board meeting were on board for that. Oh, that sounds good. This is that and this and that. But I was saying, okay, something something doesn't smell right here. Uh-huh. Because to me, it sounds a lot like they want all these kids to learn all the same stuff. So let's bring in indoctrination again, mm-hmm. because I'm a firm believer that children are being indoctrinated to some degree in school. Oh, and we're seeing badly. it more. We're seeing it more now since the beginning of COVID. Right. Where all these kids were remote learning. Mm-hmm. Right. So all these kids are in front of a screen, uh, which basically they're all pretty used to anyways. And they're being fed, you know, their, their schooling, right. Program their classes, everything, all their curriculum. So I'm, I'm saying to myself, well, you know, some kids learn differently than others, uh, but this makes it sound like they want all the kids to learn the same thing. They want it to indoctrinate all the kids mm-hmm. one time, like let's get them all in on one program now. Right. So they'll be easily indoctrinated later. Right. When we pull out the other subject that we're going to talk about here in a little bit mm-hmm. and let's make them all nice little little sheeple right let's let's do it now let's all teach them the same thing and and common core was integrated into the ib program Mm -hmm. so so i am familiar with the ib program it is not anything new i think what they did just like what the who is doing now they knew that they couldn't pass these amendments to the uh world health treaty right? right or pandemic treaty they knew they couldn't pass it then so they kicked it down the road well i think that's exactly what ib did Right. Right. So, so an IB comes out of the United Nations and the United Nations controls the WHO. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. So they knew that they were getting a lot of pushback then. And they're like, okay, so we're going to need more time to propagandize this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Get people, uh, get people used to the idea of it, get people a little bit more on board. So if we have more that say yay, than we do that say nay. Well, then we will have we will have the opportunity to implement this program worldwide. Right. It's exactly what the WHO is doing. And it's exactly what I like to call the international cabal. This is their game plan. This comes out. This comes out of their playbook. You know, what's interesting to me, too. Um, with all of this stuff is, you know, the the move toward the one world government, one world religion, one world education now and stuff, which I didn't even, I had never heard of the IB program because of course, when, when our kids went through school, they didn't have that Uh stuff. And I'm like, I had no idea what that was. So he was explaining it to me. But the interesting thing is, um, you know, with uh, like the partnership with this NIDA corporation, you know, making these RFID chips and whatever to do the Colby passes and stuff that, that are supposed to contain all of your medical information. 
the World Health Organization already has everyone's medical information, compliments of the Obama administration when they implemented the electronic system, because that is what your um, ICD-9 codes are and your CPT codes are. Anytime you go to a doctor and they diagnose you with something, you get a code for that. If you get a uh, procedure done, there's a code for that. This all goes into the, an electronic system, which is then gatherable by the WHO. That is how the WHO knows literally every condition of every person that lives in your household. Now, Janet, I would, you know, I was going to ask James this question and we ran out of time, but mm -hmm. uh, we know in the United States, we have the HIPAA laws, right? Which are, mm -hmm. which are there to protect our privacy and our medical privacy, right? Now, uh, now, wink. Uh, yeah, right. But I'm, but I'm just saying, so, so I do know that the hospital and, and healthcare system that I use cannot communicate with the one that's literally across the street from them. So, so if you had something going on at Dartmouth Hospital, they wouldn't be able to communicate with Concord Hospital. That, that's how that works. But, but this data that the WHO go, uh, receives from mm -hmm. these other countries uh, through these codes, and, and I know what you're talking about. These are the codes they also use for medical billing, right? So, yes. Mm -hmm. so, if, so if it's this code, it's this much money. It's, a, it's all right. like a – right. like actually, it's just like an automotive car dealership. Yes, where they where they have a billing matrix. Okay, so yes. if it's if it's exhaust, it, it goes under this code. Mm -hmm. It's this much an hour. This is what the markup on the prices are, et cetera. Breaks right. right down the line. Mm -hmm. So it's so this is exactly how. And I think the automotive industry actually got this from the medical industry, so they could figure out a way to make more money, right? Mm -hmm. But when the WHO gets that information, do they actually know the particular patient, or is this just raw data? for numbers that they can use for their skewed statistics? Well, both, uh, because it is um, electronically transmissible data. And so it has all of your information. So all of your, your address, your social security number, your date of birth, um, you know, all of that matrix along with your history, your medical history, anything you've had done in the past, it stores all of that information. So it has literally all of your biometric data, every single bit of it. You know, my question was when, when Obama was pushing the Affordable Care Act mm -hmm. um, and AKA Obamacare. Right. What a lot of people don't know is that the Clintons tried to do this. Mm-hmm. When Bill Clinton was president and Hillary was his right hand man. Right. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember uh, her going in front of Congress or something like that or doing a speech mm -hmm. and she held up a card that looked like a, like, like your medical card or your driver's right. license. Mm -hmm. Every American is going to have this card and that's going to give them the health care that they need. Right. Well, you know, that got shot down. Right. Like, because they didn't do enough homework to figure out a way to make it work. Mm -hmm. And so they, again, they kicked it down the road. They pulled back because, you know, a lot of Americans were going, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I'm paying for my own insurance. I don't need anybody. You know, I don't need to be paying for other people's insurance. And, and, this, is, Correct. and this is how it works in countries like Canada, in England, where they have, quote unquote, 
universal health care, mm-hmm. right? That's how that works. Everybody pays into the system for everybody else to use it. But when you go to, now I have a good friend that lives in the UK and I've mm-hmm. recently uh, spoken with them about something that did a medical procedure that they're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it, it's a total cluster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I have an appointment, right? Yeah. I have a lot of friends that uh, live in Canada and that live in the UK. And uh, there was one guy that uh, got injured at, at work on his job, you know, and, and dislocated his shoulder and it took six years for them from start to finish to get to the point where they would do the corrective surgery that needed to be done on his shoulder. And I don't know like if people understand or not, but when you have a a broken bone or an injury of that nature, the longer you wait, it's kind of like if you sever your finger, you know, off of your hand, the longer that you wait to reattach it, the less likely you are to mm-hmm. be able to ever get it to gain circulation and, and, you know, be a viable thing because the cells start to die. Same thing with a broken bone is, you know, you have to do that within a, a short period of time or that starts to um, like get scar tissue over it. And, and so it's not, you know, it's not going to be a very good corrective surgery. Or, you know, people that uh, had problems during childbirth or whatever, and they need a, a corrective surgery to fix something. And, and of course, you know, still waiting. Well, I, I can tell you from somebody that's dislocated their shoulder three times mm-hmm. and never went to the doctors, mm-hmm. uh, I developed a way to pop it back in. Right. And uh <clears throat> extremely painful. So I feel for anybody that has any type of shoulder stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I did was um, uh, that was all of my really bad hell raising days. Uh, The first, the first time when you weren't sweet and innocent. Yeah. Well, no, I was, but I was a lot crazier. So, so a lot of this happened when I'd be out raising hell on snowmobiles. Uh, I can remember the first time that I dislocated my shoulder was I rolled a snowmobile over. Mm-hmm. Uh, from doing stunts that went went awry, right. and uh, yeah, because my dad was one of the first extreme snowmobile riders like there ever was back in the sixties. Uh, he used to jump jump snowmobiles, do all kinds of crazy stuff with snowmobiles, and I'm like, oh, I can That's do that. That's so fun. Yeah. So uh, oh, used to drive my mother crazy. My mother wanted to strangle him. You wrecked a brand new sled, like literally brand new. We had it like three days. <laughs> he said, well, I wanted to prove everybody outside the restaurant that I could jump those cars. And he did, but he <laughs> broke the machine in half when he landed. Anyways, my dad was crazy. Oops. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a paratrooper in the army. So how crazy do you got to be to willingly jump out of an airplane? Like Exactly. Like a hundred, mm-hmm. hundreds of times. Insane. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one other time, I think I would might have been playing football. The other time I was, it was something stupid in the shop, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but the point is, uh, I knew right then and there that if I wasn't going to go to the doctors, I needed to start working out and building up the muscle around it. And, and that's yep. what I did. And, and I've really, to this day, knock on wood, I've had no problems with my shoulders. That's a my, good thing. My hip is another story. So you want to talk, <laughs> you want to talk about, right, just a cluster. I have mm-hmm. had three office visits at the orthopedic doctors, and I have another one scheduled for, I think, in two weeks. 
mm-hmm. which hopefully is my last visit to say, listen, let's get this done. Mm-hmm. But it really shouldn't take that long. That's my point. Mm-hmm. But getting back to Obamacare, what I thought that was all about was that they're going to get everybody chipping into this system. They're going to know exactly what everybody's got going on because all of that information for everybody that's enrolled in the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. all their information is going to go into a federal government website, government, a government mm-hmm. database, yep. which they to this day, they can't make the websites work. Correct. So if they can't make the websites work, how easy would these websites be to crack into? Mm-hmm. Like probably pretty well, easy. And that was my whole thing. Um, like I said, under the Obama administration, when they mandated all of these healthcare facilities and doctor's offices um, that take any kind of federal funding, which 99% of them do, Mm-hmm. You all have to go electronic. Everybody has to use electronic system. You have to transmit prescriptions electronically. All of your health records and stuff are electronic. Um, and so my first thought was there is nothing that is secure. I I was not on board with that because I'm like, they kept saying, oh, it's safe and secure. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if you hear those words run, because mm-hmm. it's not safe and secure. It is hackable. Everyone's data is at absolute risk. And and so what could possibly go wrong with us transmitting that stuff, you know, to the federal government and then the federal government transmitting it? to the who and all of that stuff. Um, And, you know, you hear stories all the time about like the CIA and whatnot planting like emails or whatever on your computer saying it was you that wrote it and it wasn't. Think about what they can do with your health information. Yeah. And check this out. I know because, (laughs) because I actually do this uh, and I try to come up with a really good password. <clears throat> but uh, it, and you may have a similar system, but it's it, here. It's called Patient Connect, and what you mm-hmm. can do is you go on to Patient Connect and you you know set up an account, mm-hmm. and all your correspondence with your doctors. It's like it's mm-hmm. like now you don't even have to call your doctor; you can just email them. Right. But when you get any type of blood work done or I have the results of my CT scan, like I could go on this website mm-hmm. and get it all. Mm-hmm. So all somebody has to do, they don't have to break into the central. Right. All they're mm-hmm. going to do is break into your account. A hundred percent. Or break into your email because mm-hmm. they email you the message saying that you have a message. Well, and and whose email is secure anyway? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And so um, like for me, I don't do that. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to give you another end to my stuff. If I need to see my results, which I always get a copy of, um, and I keep a paper file at home with Mm -hmm. anything and everything I've had done. Because what's going to happen if you have no internet, right? Right. And all of this shit is internet based now. Mm -hmm. All of your medical records and everything will go poof and disappear. So I keep a record of all of that. So, you know, like if I have something done, I will actually drive to the doctor's office and be like, I need you to print me out my test results because I'm going to take them with me. 
Yeah, yeah, and they, and they're obligated to give you that stuff too. Yes, mm-hmm. right. So, so the so the other thing uh, that I was just going to touch on did it just escape me? <laughs> I have that problem. It's called senior poop for me. Yeah, it's CRS for me. <laughs> uh, can't remember shit. Um, but anyways, yeah, it, it'll come back to me. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. But that's all right. Uh, my brain keeps going in lots of different directions when I get talking. Sometimes, <laughs> same problem. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, something else that's interesting that you touched on about Bill Gates uh, to kind of just kind of escape from the medical part of it, just just for a mm-hmm. couple minutes, right? Uh, we know that Bill Gates is buying up a lot of farmland. Correct. Right? And, and, mm-hmm. But we also know that the uh, that uh, conglomerates in China are buying up a lot of farmland, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I do know that some states, I'm pretty sure the Dakotas and possibly Montana now are trying to do re- uh, legislation to keep that from happening. Right. Right. So, uh, but something that I know that Bill Gates was working on, uh, there's two separate things he's working on, but they're meant to work with each other. So, so we know that they're chemtrailing the skies, right? Mm-hmm. We know that they're, they're spraying aluminum and all these other uh, chemicals in the right. sky. And, and, and I've been talking about this and I have been seeing this happen, no joke, for at least 10 to 12 years when I really started mm-hmm. being cognizant of it. And one of the things that Bill Gates wants to do is he wants to dim out the sun. Right. And this goes along with something else that he's really heavy on is, is climate change. Mm-hmm. And the climate change agenda, which in my opinion, I'm not saying that humans don't contribute to it. I think there might be a small degree of what humans do that could contribute to a very small fraction of it. Right. But what they're trying to do is dim the sun out. Mm-hmm. To, in to partnership it, with my favorite school, Harvard. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, another Ivy League school that's very sketchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also, you know, part of this whole COVID agenda, believe it right. or not. Um, but anyways, but the other thing that Bill Gates is working on are plant seeds, GMO plant seeds, mm-hmm. that will grow without photosynthesis. right. So photosynthesis is when the plant takes in the sun's rays and it feeds the plant and it makes the plant grow. Mm-hmm. Well, we also know that plants need nitrogen to grow. Mm-hmm. And what did we just see happen in the Netherlands? Farmers need to reduce their nitrogen mm-hmm. output. Right. right. So without nitrogen, your plants aren't going to grow. And that is actually... Uh, something that is in the soil naturally, but because the soil has been depleted so much, mm-hmm. they have to put additional nitrogen. And this is what's in your fertilizers. Correct. That are now in shortage because of the war in Ukraine and the things that Putin wants to do to mm-hmm. teach the rest of the world a lesson for, for um, putting sanctions on them. Mm-hmm. Humans actually, we, I want to say humans breathe more nitrogen than we do oxygen. Mm-hmm. Like everybody says, oh, we breathe oxygen. Yes, correct. We do not breathe 100% pure oxygen. We can't. Right. So nitrogen is one of the components that we breathe. Well, it's something else that plants breathe, right? Mm-hmm. And what else do plants breathe? CO2. Mm-hmm. So CO2 
is what plants breathe in and then they exhale oxygen. Mm-hmm. So they want to get rid of CO2. <laughs> they want to get rid of nitrogen. What do they expect us to breathe? Well, and here's the thing that uh, a lot of people don't understand this either. Uh, they're always worried about everything's carbon footprint and, you know, oh my gosh, I was leaving a carbon footprint. Human beings and all living things are carbon-based. We are carbon-based entities. So if they're worried about carbon emissions and carbon outputs, um, are they worried about us as well? Is that why, uh, the agenda 2045 with the wherever we're all like cryo frozen and they froze our brains and there's no more actual human being bodies. We're all like floating in tanks of goo. Yeah. Well, what you're talking about is, is the, uh, the push to transhumanism yeah. where they want us to all live in the metaverse yeah. Uh, and not have any physical bodies on the earth. Yeah. Know? And, but yeah. if we're, if they're concerned about carbon footprints and we are carbon beings, does that mean they want to eradicate us? Well, that's exactly what it means, Janet. Mm-hmm. It's all part, it's all part of the human depopulation agenda. Making people okay. think. I don't know if anybody has seen this series. It's on prime video and it's called utopia. Yes. I've seen it. So there's an American version and there's the English version. Watch the American version mm-hmm. and get through the first few episodes because I started watching first few episodes weren't doing it for me, but I wanted to, I had heard so much about this in the conspiracy theory world mm-hmm. that it was a must watch. Right. So I, right. I suffered through the first few episodes and I watched it. Well, I'll tell you what, John Cusack's character in that, series is bill gates 100 percent. when he asked what have you done to earn your place in this basically overcrowded world right Mm -hmm. so so you can't you can't do the things that bill gates is actually doing Mm -hmm. and say that it's for the betterment of humanity right correct unless it's for the betterment of humanity by getting rid of humanity A hundred percent. Because that's what they're doing. Now, let's get back to the plants that grow without photosynthesis. Mm -hmm. Basically, it means they can grow plants in a cave with no sunlight. Mm -hmm. So what does he think or what does he know is coming? Mm -hmm. Is it his way of saying, well, you know what? This is just going to be a fail safe in case we have a, a nuclear winter. Mm-hmm. You know, say Putin launches or whatever. And, and and to tell you the truth, I don't think Putin even has that capability. Right. But if he did, he probably knows better because that would be assured mutual. Uh, what's the word? Assured mutual devastation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but anyway, so so by launching missiles, he's basically committing suicide. Right. Right. But Bill Gates could say, well, you know, say something happens and we have no sunlight. Say there's a volcanic eruption and the ash. uh goes in the sky and there's no sunlight coming through that. Okay. Is that what they're testing with, with these chemtrails? You know, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Why are you doing this? Why, why do you get to spray this stuff in the air? And then the next day or next day or two, the weather is totally crappy. Exactly. Like what we're going through right now. hundred percent. Like the weather in New Hampshire. Now I've been here since I was three years old. And I talked about this the other night with Joe and Jen on legit bad. 
we have zero snow, mm-hmm. right? In New England, there's an old wives' tale or an old saying that says that's poor man's fertilizer. Like, like when it snows in March, you know, because, you know, you're going to start plowing your fields up the end of March and April and you're going to get ready to plant and you're going to plant sometime in May. Right. Used to be you had to wait till Memorial Day weekend, but the way that the weather is now, you can plant like early May and get away with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So things are just different. Things, right. I don't care what anybody says. Right now, we'd be sitting on two feet plus of snow. Right. It is, it's January 5th and we have zero snow. We had two snowstorms in December. One, we got two inches of snow. One, we got two or three inches of snow. It's gone. Right. So, so getting back to the plants, because I get a little sidetracked. <laughs> uh, good I mean, side it, all, it all, the weather ties into the conversation. Right. So, so the chemtrail and we're trying to figure out why Bill Gates wants to, uh, come up with technology to, to dim the, dim the sun. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm tired of being cold. It's only January 5th and I'm already tired of being cold. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he wants to dim the sun. He's, he's, he's developing seeds for plants that'll grow without the sun. And, and he's buying up farmland. So to me, if anything catastrophic did happen and he implemented his programs, now he would be in control of the food supply. Well, and a couple of interesting notes on that. Number one, um, if they dim out the sun and we no longer have sunlight, um, people are going to go insane because you need the sun to reset your um, internal clock, right? Yes. Plus, we need sunlight to be able to see our our eyes, the lenses in our eyes are built on light source. So if we don't have any sun, we're not going to be able to see anything. And not only is he buying up farmland, doing these, you know, creepy crypt uh, plants, but um, he also has a lovely partnership um, with, um, hold on, what's it called? Um, it is a partnership with DFID, which is the Department for International Development. Um, this is out of the UK. And what they are doing is uh, messing with livestock to uh, better the lives of livestock through mass vaccination. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, or genetic modification. So they're genetically altering livestock and chickens. Um, They're working on all kinds of poultry and all kinds of livestock, pigs, the whole nine yards. And they're doing this um, overseas right now. But you can bet they're also doing it here. It's just kind of a hush hush so people don't lose their shit. And I think the avian flu was tied into that. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And so they're genetically altering um, all of our food sources. So now you've got the plants and the animals involved in manipulation. And then they're going to control what we eat. And him and Bezos and um, what's his name? Richard Branson. Yes. Spent like fuck tons of money a piece to invest in 
you know, kind of like they had the impossible meat, impossible burger, whatever, uh, like bug and plant based yeah. uh, food sources for us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on. Let's go on this for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. For years, what have we seen as far as the poultry industry goes? What has been pushed on us to what we should be eating? Right. Right. We should now, 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 now it's leaning towards plant-based everything, mm -hmm. plant-based burgers, plant-based chicken, plant which is really bad for your body, by the way, It's very bad for your body, you mm -hmm. know? So, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is there was this big push to get people to stop eating beef. Right. And if you remember Oprah Winfrey, had a show where she was beating up on the beef industry. Mm -hmm. The beef industry sued her and won. Right. Okay. They were always pushing the white meat, right? And, mm -hmm. Or the other white meat. And that's where pork comes in. Okay. Right. So they were vilifying beef. Don't eat beef. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there's something in beef that human bodies need. Right. Like we need beef. Like we need I, animal protein. A hundred thousand okay. percent. Yeah. Now let's get into why certain people need to eat beef. And then mm -hmm. we'll come back to the chicken, the poultry. Mm -hmm. A lot of RH negative people have to have beef. Right. Because beef is high in iron. Correct. Most humans, because of our diet, are already iron deficient. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what's interesting about RH negative people, which I am, I am a, I am a O negative, which is universal donor. Mm -hmm. Same. So we need beef because our blood is not iron based. Mm -hmm. Our blood is copper based. Correct. And this is the difference between RH negative, RH positive, or just a standard blood type. Mm -hmm. I've had multiple doctors over the years tell me that I need to make sure that I that I eat beef, and if I don't, I need to take an iron supplement. Right. right? Because we're because RH negative people are iron deficient on the get-go. Yes. Right. The minute you're born, you're iron deficient. Right. Yes. So now's the push for everybody. Now I'm talking in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. The big push for people to eat more chicken. Right. right. So we saw the explosion of Purdue. Mm-hmm. Tyson Foods. Right. And these are all companies that are also, believe it or not, investing in plant-based meats, which is kind of counterintuitive to me. Exactly. Right. So, so they want you to eat all their chicken that is basically GMO chicken. Mm -hmm. They're eating GMO feed because a lot of their feed is soy based and it's corn based. And we know right. that the soy and the corn is all GMO, right? right. There, I don't think there's any such thing as heirloom corn like in this country. Right. Right at all. And and we know that all the soy is uh, GMO, right? Mm -hmm. But not only this, to keep the chickens from getting sick because they were raising so many chickens in such tight confined areas that right. these chickens were getting freaking sick. Mm -hmm. Right? So what are they doing? They're adding, they're adding antibiotics to the feed. And right? steroids. And steroids because, <laughs> because, because I remember Frank Perdue, the chicken man, when he would advertise, look at the size difference in my chickens versus what chickens would naturally be. Right. Right. These chickens 
are basically being pumped up with steroids like weightlifters do. Right. This is why chickens are so freaking huge. Mm-hmm. We opened up a package of chicken breasts the other day to cook. Right. And I'm holding this chicken breast in my hand. I'm like, man, this thing is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Right. A natural chicken their breast not is that not that big. Yeah. yeah. So not only that, the legs are huge. Mm-hmm. The thighs are huge. But the le- the legs, okay, so maybe I shouldn't say the legs are huge because what was happening to these chickens is they were getting so big, they literally could not walk. Their legs would break. Their legs would give out. They mm-hmm. would not be able to walk. So here they are. And heart attacks. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. okay, well, there's, an, there's another element to it, right? They're making mm-hmm. these chickens severely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Just like a bodybuilder that gets pumped up on steroids, they are it's known, it's a, it's an absolute fact that they all develop heart problems later on. Right. right. But now we're basically eating GMO chickens that are that are giving us antibiotics, like mm-hmm. like we shouldn't be taking antibiotics like at all. Right. And this is why now you see such an emergence of these what we call superbugs. Mm-hmm. Because we eat so much food that's full of antibiotics that we're consuming these antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And now our bodies are getting resistant to these new bugs because these new bugs are antibiotic resistant. Right. Right. So this was the whole problem that I had with eating so much chicken. Well, uh, what do they tell you? Chicken is better for you than beef. Beef is this, beef is that. I right. wholeheartedly disagree with all I of that. 100% yeah. disagree too. And do you remember, um, I think his name was Morgan Spurlock that did the Super Size Me show yep. about yep. McDonald's. He has a, a another documentary that I urge people to watch that is exactly about the chicken industry. Um and how they skirt around uh, the free range and, you know, all of that stuff and how they feed them and how large they are. And it goes over like all the health conditions and, and things like that that are caused by, you know, their close quarters and what they're being fed and like how fast they grew, like how large they got, like in a very short period of time. So I urge people to go watch that because... It was mind blowing. Well, it's um, already it's already been proven that if you put a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of humans together in tight mm-hmm. quarters, now they discovered this during the concentration camps after they were liberated mm-hmm. in Europe. That say instances, and this is because of bad sanitary conditions, obviously, mm-hmm. but how cholera, dysentery, and all these things would run rampant in there. So it would make sense mm-hmm. that it would be the same situation, right? When you have literally hundreds of thousands of chickens in one chicken house. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And this whole thing, this whole thing about free range chickens is the biggest bunch of horse shit mm-hmm. you ever want to see. Right. Because to me, a free range chicken is like the ones that you see when you drive up and down this road here. I was going to say was, like where we live, because there's constantly chickens running across the road and in yeah, our so, yards. So people <laughs> will literally, they, they have to make sure that the chickens come back into the pen for the night mm-hmm. because the coyotes and, and the uh, bobcats Hot. Uh, in in raccoons or whatever, it's just we have a lot of predators here, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they'll kill the chickens, right? Right. So, but what they 
called free range means that they're free to move around the chicken house. Correct. And there's a big difference between free range and cage free. Mm -hmm. Because like, that's a big thing when you go to buy eggs now. Oh, they're cage free. Oh, I'll only buy eggs if they're cage free or I'll only buy eggs if they're uh, free range or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. These are just terms that they came up with for marketing to charge Correct. you more for the eggs, right? A hundred percent. Now there is a local farm in New Hampshire that's very big and they, uh, they have hands down the best eggs, right? Mm -hmm. And you can actually drive. It's like 10 minutes from here. You can see these massive fields where these chickens live. These fields are fenced off completely open and their chicken houses are on uh, trailers. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they drive the trailer to a different place every couple of days. Mm -hmm. And what the ch and the chickens are literally free. Mm -hmm. They're free to do whatever they want. Right. And what they do is is when they move the chicken house, of course the chickens are going to move with that. Mm -hmm. They're going to eat. Excuse me. They're going to eat the grass and they're going to eat their feed and everything there. And when that's before now, before that's depleted to where it won't grow back. Right they'll move the chicken house to another location. Now, I mean, this is huge, like a 20, 30 acre field. Right. And, and it's really funny. You drive by and it's like, everybody's used to it here, but yeah, I couldn't imagine like somebody from the city that would come and see that literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of chickens just out doing their thing. <laughs> that is free range. Uh, correct. Right. Yeah. And, th and these chickens are actually, uh, these chickens are laying chickens. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between laying chickens and cooking chickens. Right. Right. A lot of people don't really know that either. Right. They think, oh, well, we'll get chickens. They'll lay eggs. And when they stop laying, we'll kill them and eat them. Well, that's a different kind of chicken. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to you're not going to get the amount of meat that you would get from a like a roaster chicken. Right. Right. Uh, but anyway, so so they're very good at marketing. They're very good at, uh, again, propagandizing mm -hmm. their product. Right. Where, where now, I mean, look at, we just witnessed this was going on in the UK, egg shortages mm -hmm. because of the quote unquote avian flu. Right. Now, I think they're putting something in the feed that, oh, is, that, is, yeah. that is giving these chickens this, this sickness. Right. But what they will do is they will go in and they will literally kill the whole flock. Mm -hmm. They just did it. There was just an instance I was... Uh, on Distro TV, I watch. It's called Euro News because I like to see what's going on in Europe. I have a lot of friends that live in Europe, right? And for whatever reason, it's just interesting to me. I think, I think they uh, there's less censorship there. Like they'll talk about things that they won't talk about here. Mm -hmm. But anyways, and I want to say, might have been France. There was this big avian uh, avian flu outbreak in France or, or something like that, or it may, may have even been uh, Belgium, which is right next door to France, mm -hmm. uh, where they had to kill off, and it showed, right? It showed how big these chicken houses were. They had to kill, and I forget what the numbers were, but it was in the hundreds of thousands of chickens, just in one chicken house mm -hmm. that, that they had to kill off, right? But... Again, I think it's all part of the orchestrated uh, food shortages that we're 100%. talking about. Yeah, wanting wanting the uh, farmers in the Netherlands, they they're planning on closing down three thousand farms in the Netherlands mm -hmm. over Without, over climate, right? And and the government 
um, is not asking permission. They are just no, they're just doing, doing it. it. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing it. So so this leads me to believe like exactly what is Bill Gates planning to do with all this farmland? Because, you know, if this global climate thing and the WHO is actually part of this also, you know, because because right. they're only supposed to the WHO is only supposed to exist to make recommendations to countries of how to deal with health crises. Right. right. But say say that this pandemic treaty passes. Mm hmm. All they got to do is have one or two or 10 people come down with a sickness mm -hmm. or part of the animal population to come down with a sickness. Right. For them to declare a national emergency of, of proportions with, glo with global implications. Right. right. So, so because there's so much inter international travel, right. Right. And if so, you think about the like the targeting of the animals, think about here in the United States, like over the summer. Remember all those cattle with the, with the cattle that in just Oklahoma. went yes. drop dead, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it was um, too hot. Yeah, uh, that to me was like uh, a directed energy weapon or something. That is that was not a normal occurrence. The ranchers were like the same thing. It's not a normal occurrence for that to happen because it's literally hot here all the time. Um, and so if you think about them already putting things into place to test the waters per se on like, you know, the avian flu or the herd of cattle and all of this stuff. That's what I think those things, that's what I think is going on. That is exactly what's going on. And they've mm -hmm. been working on it for possibly the last 50 years. Right. All right. Because we know that they want to bring in food shortages, right? right? These food shortages, these fuel shortages. Okay. These are all, these are all made up. These are all mm -hmm. contrived. These are all plans put together by the powers that be, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and sold to us as, you know, this is going to be good for the planet. Right. Right. So, but it's, but it's not, mm -hmm. it's not, I mean, even Elon Musk and people can say what they want about the guy, but uh, he, he, he has come out and he's done plenty of videos about this, how the world is not overpopulated. Right. So this is another lie that they're trying to convince us of. Mm -hmm. that See, we and all, I, I agree we, with that because I don't think we have anywhere near the population that they say we do. No. No, I don't either. And that's why you can never get real, real uh, numbers on population. I mean, the latest world population numbers, I think, is right around 8 billion. Right. And and I and I got to say, it's it's probably I mean, it could be less than that, but it definitely could be more than that. You know where I think they get the numbers for population It's through census, isn't it? I think they get it at the same place that NASA gets their measurements. Oh, there the you sun go. and the yeah. moon and the galaxy. <laughs> well, I think they come up with these numbers to so that they very nicely fit into their agenda. Right. Right. So, but, but again, getting back to Bill Gates, you know, he's got an agenda that mm -hmm. has to do with food. Right. He 100%. has an agenda that comes that, that has to do with people getting sick or mm -hmm. if not dying. Right. And we're not even going to talk about the phenomenon that we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. like AKA the Monday night football game. Right. Nothing to we, see here though. 
no, <clears throat> nothing to see here. Doctors are baffled. Okay, mm-hmm. baffled. That's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the new buzzword. Uh, but it's clearly a way to depopulate the world. Now, when he comes out, and everybody said, oh, well, he just misspoke. But I want to say he was doing a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he says, you know, when he was talking about population, he says, you know, with the proper use of these vaccines, mm-hmm. we should be able to lower the population. That's basically Correct. what he said. Correct. Now, did he say that as a wink, wink, or did he say that as, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that? Or did he say it just to fucking put it out in front of everybody? Right. Because for them to get away with what they're doing, they, they got to get some form. You. They have to get some form of consent from the people right. that they're doing it to. Because well, in their eyes or the eyes, like getting back to the spiritual warfare, right? We can do it to them as long as we tell them we're going to do it to them. That makes it legal. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and not only um, talking about the depopulation, but they also, uh, the Gates Foundation gave a talk in front of the Pentagon um, where they were talking about uh, the uh, map gene or whatever that controls, uh, that they think they they can control this through like vaccination or something um where people won't be radicalized and so you know talking in terms of injecting people and you know see how that affects people on the battlefield and whatnot so it's the same kind of gene that's also involved in the uh, covid vaccinations yeah, what you're talking about is the VMAT2 gene. Uh-huh. And and and, and they were talking about uh, and this was a meeting, I think, with the CIA, wasn't it? And the Pentagon, yeah. And the Pentagon, yeah. So mm-hmm. they were talking about getting people more docile. Right. Like taking away their will to fight. Mm-hmm. They also wanted to take away their connection to God. Mm-hmm. And and it was all part of altering the VMAT2 gene mm-hmm. that would turn everybody basically into zombies. Mm-hmm. They would all act the same. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't get angry. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be aggressive. And, you know, you're not going to build an army on people that are not aggressive. So you're not going to get pushback from people that are not aggressive. So being that that's the same gene that's involved in, in the COVID uh, business. Mm -hmm. um, I want people to think very long and hard about what I said there, because removing you from God, because uh, that's the whole another story with the DNA and the RNA and being the connection messenger to God, etc. However, look at the mass formations psychosis that's going on right now, mm-hmm. and how everybody seems to be like brainwashed and you know almost like in a zombified state. And and think of last year when the CDC put out recommendations and guidelines on how to defend against uh, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and it wasn't just the CDC who did that either. That was Mm -hmm. also the Pentagon did that. Mm -hmm. Now, they played it off as, 
this is basically just a joke. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's just part of a graphic novel, but you can actually Google that. Correct. And you can go on the CDC site mm-hmm. and you can check it out for yourself. Correct. Uh, because it is definitely there. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting when you start talking again about uh, something that we've all liked to talk about before is predictive programming and in, in, mm-hmm. in television shows, right? Right. We have been on blast with anything to do with zombies now for a good 10 years. Mm-hmm. Just the series, The Walking Dead, I think, has been on for 10 years. <laughs> now, 22,000 seasons and still going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's in its last season. I, I made it to season three. That was it. So, same. Uh, yeah. But, anyways, but in the very first season, it ended with them going to the CDC in mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm hmm. And they were saying that that's what the epicenter was mm-hmm. of whatever virus that it was. Mm hmm. That was making people die and then come back to life. Correct. Now, now I know, I know that that's really out there and it's a really interesting and it makes for good television. It really does. Uh, but look at all the shows that spawned from the living dead. Mm-hmm. These are all zombie based shows. Mm-hmm. Then you have all the movies, world war Z. Then mm-hmm. you have I zombie. Then you have, uh, you know, which was another series. And then you have all these movies that are about zombies. Right. And that even goes all the way back to the Night of the Living Dead movie series, mm-hmm. right? Right. That things are coming back to life and just acting the way they act. And what's the one thing they want to do? They want to kill. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to take away, if they're going to take away your uh, ability to be aggressive or, or anything to do like with this VMAT2 gene, mm-hmm. it would be just as simple for them to give you something to do that. Mm-hmm. And then give you something to make you aggressive in a different way. Well, and here's a question. How would they mass test a vaccination like that? Because you can't perform those experiments on people in, you know, uh, uh, people's armies in foreign countries. Right. Right. Um, because uh, they would get in a world of shit for doing that on on military from other countries. But how would they mass test that? Right. Think about that. Right. Yep. Just so, so, yeah. So so anyways, I, I think um, that there's something very nefarious going on. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's anything, anything that wasn't planned. I don't think this right. just happened upon us. Right. So so let's get into uh, something else. Uh Back in, was it August or October of 2019, they held this uh, pandemic preparedness right. simulation right. Uh, called Event 201. Mm-hmm. October. We're, okay, so it was October. Okay, yes. so, and this was based on what would the response be? Mm-hmm. What would the cause be? What would the response be? And what would the outcome be? If there was a worldwide pandemic. Right. Correct. Now we know from history that whenever there's any type of drill or any type of simulation. It happens. In any particular area mm-hmm. that it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, one example, the Boston bombing mm-hmm. during the Boston Marathon. They actually were drilling for that same case scenario mm-hmm. the day before. Right. Or the week leading up to that. Okay, kind so. of like 
and this is going to probably p piss some people off, but it's true. The school shootings, Parkland and in it especially um, where they were there at the school doing active shooter drills. And they were actually doing that at Uvalde, Texas also. Correct. And then the one that we won't speak of the SH school. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So, so we know, we know that this is, this is the, uh, this is how it works out. Right. Right. So this is the game plan. Right. So in October of 2019, which was two months before mm -hmm. the outbreak of COVID and Wuhan, right. uh, they had this event 201 and, mm -hmm. and everything that they were, they were talking about and discussing is actually what happened several months down the road. Correct. Now, knowing what we know about that, mm -hmm. it's very suspect to me that our friend, Mr. Gates, a few months ago, and mm -hmm. this was kept very quiet. Like I stumbled right. onto this right. by accident. Now, a lot of us are familiar with John Hopkins, John Hopkins mm -hmm. uh, hospital, right? Okay. Or the school. They, and, and, for for people who don't know, Johns Hopkins is a Rockefeller-owned school. Plus, they are the ones that came up with the modeled numbers for the original outbreak of COVID and telling us how many people they thought were going to die. Yes. So, so uh, we knew about Event 201 after the fact. Right. And then I want to say in early 2021, we discovered this pamphlet that John Hopkins was also doing was called the SPARS event. Correct. Okay. So, uh, and a lot of people looked into that. And a lot of people just kind of blew it off. Mm -hmm. But if you remember when Bill and Melinda Gates, back when they were still together, were doing a interview mm -hmm. and he kind of smirkingly said, well, you know, Wait till, wait till the next one comes. That will really open their eyes mm -hmm. or that'll really surprise them or whatever. I forget exactly right. what his words were, but mm -hmm. basically that's what he meant. I come across this thing, this new pandemic right. response simulation that uh, Bill Gates is doing called catastrophic contagion. Mm -hmm. And and people can actually go online and check this out. It's at centerforhealthsecurity.org. Right. Uh, and uh, and I can send you that link in, if you want to put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But it's a simulation called Catastrophic Contagion. And they have an acronym. It's called SEERS. S-E-E-R-S. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and what that stands for is the Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Right. 2025 is right down the road. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is where it gets real interesting because you mentioned Gates and polio vaccines and damage from uh, polio vaccines that he had done in other countries. So I just want to put this in here real quick before I forget. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But um, enterovirus is a classification there's four different classifications under this generic umbrella of enterovirus it means it's a single stranded rna um quote virus that is is spread through your intestines 
and one <laughs> it's oh. got four groupings and it is polio that's the first grouping right um coxsackie a coxsackie b and non-polio viruses and so polio is included in this group from the uh, uh catastrophic contagion trap just wanted to say that okay well that's very interesting because who do we know has have a, a failed polio vaccine right Mm-hmm. So, so is this, is this a way for him to offload all the rest of it that he couldn't make any money on? I would almost bet a hundred thousand percent because, um, they say during this, uh, catastrophic contagion event with Sears, um, that's supposed to come out, um, that it is going to dis- disproportionately affect and kill children and young kids. Um, so now they're going after the children because they tried to um, force this COVID vaccine onto uh, the federal schedule, which would make it a federal regulation that you have to give it everywhere. Um, a lot of people voted against that. So it, it did go on like the Medicaid schedule. Um, but this is exactly what I think they have planned is taking Bill Gates vaccinations from Africa and putting them into the system here um, as the cure, right? Because we always have create the problem, uh, cause a reaction, supply the solution. And that's exactly what I think is going to happen with this. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with you because Look at what they have for data going over the last two years, going on three years. They know what doesn't work. Correct. They know there's going to be pushback, but what are they still doing? They're still pushing the vaccines on the little kids. And I'm talking infants. Correct. Like maybe not newborns, but say six months old. Like Mm -hmm. they just said, I forget, probably Pfizer. Mm-hmm. was saying that the Pfizer vaccine has now been approved mm-hmm. for children as young as six months old. Right. right. Now right. I got to urge people like I am not a doctor. I am not a virologist. I am not any of that, but I am urging you do not get your children vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We do not know what it's going to do. We have a good idea of what it's going to do. It right. just scares me to absolute death mm-hmm. that people and there are people doing it there. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist or anti-vaxxer or anything like that. Right. I am just saying, we don't know enough about this. I would not like little G's not vaccinated against any of it. And she will not be And neither Mm -hmm. am I. And if it becomes mandatory for her to go to school, which I really seriously doubt we're ever going to see in in the state of New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. she will no longer go to school. Correct. Plain and simple, plain and simple. Well, and get this. Most enteroviruses, uh, it's like extremely common in people, right? And so um, most of them are really mild. It's got the same, you know, cough, sneeze, fever, muscle aches, body aches, whatever uh, type stuff. But if you have a severe enterovirus, um, because there are like 201 
isolates or something that, that go in these four categories. If you have a severe one, it affects your brain, your nervous system. And so part of this also is um, hemorrhaging um, through the eyes and stuff like that. So I just want to point this out. Um, very sneakily, our government bought uh, tons and tons of medications for a hemorrhagic uh, event. Um, we also have um, treatments, you know, like they came out with the monoclonal antibodies um, for the COVID stuff. They also came out with wink treatments uh, that the federal government also owns. So um, I've been saying for a while, I think that uh, obviously there's going to be some kind of hemorrhagic whatever released on the population. And I think it's going to come from this. And I think it's going to come before 2025. Absolutely. Be be because, because they have to cover up the effects of what's going on with the vaccinations from now. Yeah. So, and they need to do it uh, pretty soon. Yes. Now we do know uh, we have a theory that a lot of these uh, uh, pandemic response products that were issued, mm-hmm. Uh, not all of those were the actual product. Correct. I, I think there was a fair amount of them that were, uh, you know, a placebo. Correct. And I feel as though that which all they the, had to do because to make it, it a study. Is a, it is a clinical trial. Right. We it, the whole thing is a clinical trial. Do you think any of these politicians, our president, vice president, Trudeau, any of them? Do you think they actually took it? I don't think so. Um, I think they were all given saline because yeah. look at um, like all the, the stars the, that were like, oh, watch me, Dolly Parton. Right. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. Look I mean, at look at the amount of um, like at the get go, like the politicians and stuff that were doing like TV ops. Yeah. De Blasio. Get, getting it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, whatever. Um, I think they were saline, except I think you could also use that as a weapon to target politicians or whatever that you want out. Yeah, that, that could be too. That could be, all right, let's kill off a bunch of conservatives and Mm -hmm. let's let all the, let all the blue, the blue people, all the Mm -hmm. lefties live. Uh, point is they had to have, uh, an amount of them be placebo. Correct. Because they could not explain why everyone died. <laughs> everyone died. Yeah. Everyone uh, died I, suddenly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this is their cover, right? The, the whole, right. Uh, the whole safe and effective thing. Right. Like, like we know that it's neither of those. Right. In my opinion. Right. It it's is neither correct. of those. Yeah. So, it is not. And that's why I said, um, I think this is this you know, catastrophic contagion event is going to be rushed through rapidly because the COVID narrative is disintegrating. It's being destroyed right now. Um, And all of these deaths and, you know, all of the neurological malfunctions and strokes and blood clots and all that is coming out. 
Brain fog. Um, That's a big one. Yes. So they have to push this through in a rapid manner. Number one is cover for all the side effects from the COVID vaccinations. But number two, because they have to keep the population in that constant state of fear. Yes. And um, under control. And this so is, they're going to push it through quick. And this is why <laughs> the uh, emergency declarations have not been lifted. Mm-hmm. They will not be lifted. They will they will keep getting extended. Correct. And, and, and right when everybody thinks we're out of the woods, what's going to happen? What are we seeing on the news every day now? Hospitals mm-hmm. are overwhelmed with this Omicron subvariant. Mm-hmm. I got. I guess they got one somewhere. It's called Kraken. One they got so it's called something else. I don't know. Yeah, but they make everybody hey, wait, believe. Wait, wait. Do you remember during the whole uh, Trump and and uh, what, oh, yeah, was that, what was Sydney that? What was that? Attorney Sidney Powell, Powell released, released the, Kraken. the Kraken. Yeah, and they named this strand Kraken. I know mm. you can't. You can't make this up. Right. So, but what my point is, is they, they keep, they keep pounding into us every right. night on the news. ABC news is a big one. ABC news, uh, uh, world news with David Muir, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, who owns ABC news? Disney. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're part of the whole thing too, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Absolutely. So they're pushing hospitals are full. Mm-hmm. There's no beds. They just reported this morning that the Beijing, the biggest hospital, all, all the hospitals in Beijing are completely, absolutely over capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to say the same thing about New York City. They're starting to say some things about that in Boston. And they're starting to say things about any other big city in the United States. They are overwhelmed because this is what they're going to do. They got to keep you in a constant state of fear. Mm-hmm. Now they have us being concerned about this Omicron subvariance. Right that supposedly the uh, the jibby-jab doesn't take care of, right? Mm-hmm. These are all covers for the people that have taken it mm-hmm. and are coming down with it because I know a lot of people that did not take it, myself included, knock mm-hmm. on wood, have not been sick. Correct. And these people that are, uh, let's just say, dropping unalive. Mm-hmm. They're all been, <laughs> they, they all have, that was been, cute. <laughs> have been jabbed. Right. This is the common denominator that I don't understand. They don't talk about mm-hmm. when they say, can we talk about the elephant in the room? I call it. Can we talk about the herd of elephants right. in my room? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about it? Right. Nobody is talking about it except people like you, except people mm-hmm. like me. Right. Right. And, and and are we risking things by doing it? Yeah, maybe. But you know what? It needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, like back at the very beginning w- when all of it started, you know, in there uh, trying to push things through the FDA uh, an approval process and, and you know, got to get their payoffs in there. Um, but the FDA had a meeting and, and I talked about this at the very beginning when they were doing this, where there were so many things on their list of, of stuff to watch out for or look out for as far as side effects go. Um, it was literally like 30 pages long. 
uh, and m- most of it, a-, a very large portion of it, not only was a cardiac, but it was all neurological stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they knew this. Um, this has been proven in, in the emails that are being released on the Twitter files. This is, you know, from FOIA requests. This is from Pfizer's own internal documents that the federal government knew and was aware that all of these people were dying during their clinical trials. Mm-hmm. Um they knew that people were having all these neurological complications or the blood clots or the, you know, heart attacks, myocarditis, things like that. So enter the catastrophic contagion, which is, you know, anything that affects the nerves, the brain, or the muscles. Mm -hmm. And so all of the people that we've seen um, all over social media and TikTok and whatever that uh, like lost the the use of their arms and their legs, this new catastrophic contagion covers that as well. Sounds an awful lot like they want to give everybody MS. Correct. And that's exactly, you know, because they said it was going to be severe um, and they said it was going to be uh, a disproportionate amount of deaths. And so uh, like a catastrophic number or super high number compared to what the COVID stuff was. And so what they're going to have to do is release one of the numbered strains of this enterovirus that that works on their, their neurological system and, and the muscular system. Yeah, you know, I'm going to get a little bit deeper into this catastrophic contagion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually wanted to do a, a couple of episodes about it, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I know, you know, I know that people are tired of listening about COVID, but as long, as long as, as long as that is going on, as long as we're here to like get information out about it, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. Right. Absolutely. And, and now this catastrophic contagion thing is coming on for 2025, mm-hmm. what they're predicting. Right. Mm-hmm. So when COVID started rearing its head, we were in the last few months of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a whole other element that people probably aren't thinking about. What was the biggest thing that was going on in the United States in 2020 besides COVID? We had a presidential election. I was just going to say election time. (laughs) And, and of course, there's a lot of people theorizing this and I kind of got to agree with them. COVID was brought in to Mm -hmm. disrupt. Correct. It it was brought in for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons why it was brought into the United States, the way that it was brought in was to disrupt our elections. Mm -hmm. Correct. It was to bring in the mail-in ballots. It was bringing Mm -hmm. in the, uh, you know, uh, the drop boxes. Correct. No, we can't have you voting in person because of the contagious COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So it was brought in for that. The other thing, it was brought in because that was how they were going to administer mm-hmm. the vaccine. Correct. COVID, COVID was just the tool, mm-hmm. right? Right. The vaccine was the end game. Right. But now we're a couple years into it. 2024 is going to be a very hotly contested Mm -hmm. or very much a cluster, you know what, election. Right. 
look at all the shit like like down here in congress like they can't even elect a speaker of the house mm-hmm. it is done right it is a mess yes i'm glad nancy pelosi is done yeah me too but they cannot elect a speaker of the house we look like a fucking joke to the rest of the world mm-hmm. and we've been looking like a joke ever since the beginning of covid right and that's the thing too is that um Congress cannot get any business done in the House side until a speaker is elected. So yes. that means no work on bills, no work on literally anything until that happens. It's a free for all in Congress right now because there's nobody to police them. Right. People are getting up and talking. I'm talking people on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. They're getting up, they're doing speeches, they're doing this, and there's nobody there to hit the gavel, say your time is up. Mm-hmm. Right. It is an absolute freaking free for all. So what did you have just on the Republican side? Now, now this is tied into everything that we're talking about, because a lot of the people that were backed by Trump, you know, love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes he should just stop talking, go back to golfing and mm-hmm. and just let people figure it out. Right. Because these people that Trump supported, like the MAGA movement and the MAGA people that got elected. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're the ones that are fighting against this uh, uh, McCarthy guy, right? Right, because they're saying he's just another rhino. Well, now Correct. Trump comes. Mm-hmm. Trump's coming in and telling his people to vote for him now, right? So, so we know there's something going on there, right? Right. But it's it's how that the Congress and the Senate, but mostly the Congress, because the Congress has the power of the purse; they control the money. Mm-hmm. They're going to control where the money's going to go towards any pandemic response, mm-hmm. right? Which Biden's asking for more, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, he's always asking for more. And this is why they keep extending the the declaration, the emergency declaration. Mm -hmm. Right. We're in this for the fucking long haul. Right. And and it's like nothing is ever going to get done about it. So so what do we got coming on? Like, we don't even know who's going to run against Biden. We don't even know if Biden's going to run. Right. But we don't have that much time to get it figured out. Mm hmm. It's 2023 right now. Right. This election is going to be in November of 2024. Mm-hmm. So is whatever they're talking about with this catastrophic contagion going to come start rearing its head mm-hmm. before that? Well, yeah, because, because then, they're, then they're going talking, to have to do the same. You're talking about a major mess. If right. It does. Yeah. And then if you if if the um, the who stuff passes. Right. And, and they get to control. Um, whatever the, you know, global preparedness is and whatever, you know, stupid shit they're going to hand down for guidance or lock everyone in their houses or whatever, that is also going to play a major role during any and every election. A hundred percent, because it's no longer in our control. It'll be in the hands of the who. Yeah, and, and this is the whole thing why this vote can't go through. Right. Now, now there's a lot of people at the WHO that are trying to convince everybody that, no, we're not going to implement this now. We're not even going to vote mm-hmm. on it now. Mm-hmm. We're, ju- we're just talking about it now. Yeah. And then there was a whistleblower at the WHO that says, no, they plan on voting on this in May. Right, 100%. So, so I just want people to listen uh, to that episode that I'm going to be putting out in a couple of days. I'll probably put it out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a shameless plug here. Uh, I got an interview with James Ragusky, mm-hmm. who covers all this stuff. 
I interviewed him earlier today. I'm going to be putting that episode out uh, in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. I urge people to just go and listen to the episode. He explains a little bit about it. But in the episode show notes, I want you to click on some of them links and go and read his stuff. Right. More people need to know what the WH is doing. Right. Because the WH is keeping this extremely quiet. Right. It's As like a, a matter- huge secret. It's it is. And as a matter of fact, if you go on a WHO site, you it's almost impossible to find it. Mm-hmm. It's buried deep, deep, deep down inside. Right. They do not want people to know this is going on. Mm-hmm. But this is what's going to happen if it passes, if these amendments have changed. And I know we're probably running short on time, but just let me get let me get this out there. Mm-hmm. So if the if this pandemic treaty thing passes. In all these countries, including the United States, agree to give up their sovereignty to the WHO in the in the case of a global pandemic. It's going to give the WHO, who is not an elected elected uh, government agency, nor other people that run it, right? Mm-hmm. And the WHO takes guidance from the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. You know, Klaus Schwab, the guy that wrote COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And Bill and Melinda Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates <laughs> and, and 90% of the politicians that are out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't right. care what side of the fence they're on, mm-hmm. right? If this passes, all they have to have is one small outbreak of disease, A, B, C, mm-hmm. pick one. Right. To declare a... National emergency at first mm-hmm. for whatever country is taking place in, like, and they don't need the permission from the people that run this particular country to do this, right? And this is the whole thing why they want these countries to give up their sovereignty, mm-hmm. so that they can override the president or whoever, even dictators, right, that are running these countries. They can they their their power supersedes theirs. One health, one world governance, right? Yeah, and what they want to do is they want to be able to declare a national emergency and then they want to take that, who knows, skew the numbers mm-hmm. and come out and say, because of world travel being what it is, right? this is a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then the WHO takes over all the governments of the entire world with the exception of like four countries that aren't signing on to it. Right. And then... To do anything from that point forward, they want you to have a world, a global digital health passport mm-hmm. with all your health information, all your financial information, like what you spoke about earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. And they are going to tell you when you can go shopping, when you can leave your house, if you can leave your house. Forget mm-hmm. about traveling. Forget about going to Aruba or Mexico, the, the things that I like to do. Right. Forget about going to the local store mm-hmm. or, or, or anything, doing anything. Mm-hmm. Forget about being able to pick what you want to eat. And here's where Bill Gates comes in. Right. Absolutely. It's okay for you to eat this uh, impossible burger. You can eat that. So th- this this is where this is headed. So I urge everybody, mm-hmm. try get on board. Do a little, you know, I know everybody's busy. Take a little time. Read this gentleman's Substack. Read the articles he has. Yeah. Uh, and, and just really look into it. And, and, and you know what? Listen to Deplorable Nation. He's, yeah. And, and James is very, um, he is very like up to date on, on things that are going on. So his Substack um, is a definite, you know, must read for people that are interested in that one and whatsoever. He, 
and he has a new article that's fixing to come out like in the next day or so here. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's fantastic. I want to add one more thing to the list of stuff that um, Mr. Gates is working on. Um, and this goes through his Gates Ventures, which is his global philanthropic thing that I said encompassed like education and healthcare and, and all kinds of shit. Um, you know, he's always working in other countries for... Um, you know, to provide clean, fresh water, wink, wink, oh, yeah. um, and things of that nature and rid people of parasitic diseases and et cetera. Um, Mr. Gates, through uh, this foundation and the, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and in partnership with Gavi, um, which our taxpayer dollars fund a lot of, um, he is also investigating, eradicating, and working on vaccinations for parasitic diseases. And so Mr. Gates recently made a trip to Tokyo to the Maguro Parasitic Museum um, to talk to them about parasites and stuff because that's on the forefront um, also, so is cancer research for him and being that he's involved in the Alzheimer's disease, which also includes the brain, right? Mm -hmm. Um, think ca catastrophic contagion that's coming up. Uh, I just think that there are going to be multiple things coming, um, on different fronts because they already tried the Ebola deal, um, during Obama's presidency. Uh, and so they're going to have to come up with something that also has uh, hemorrhagic properties and things. And they, since they already have like all of the medications and stuff for that, um, that the federal government owns now. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't a massive uh, parasitic kind of thing that, that comes along too. Okay, so what was one metal that they associated with Alzheimer's? Aluminum. Aluminum. Mm -hmm. Drinking out of what are they spraying plans? in the sky? What's in all of the vaccinations? Aluminum. Yep. Yeah. So, so aluminum is one of the uh, largest components to chemtrails. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so yeah. So, so this, this, uh, this is definitely. It's like you know, do we really even need these people in the world anymore? You know, I, I mean, I mean, look at look at everything that's working against us. And they wonder why, you know, we work hard to be healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, believe it or not, I do. You know, I, I, I try hard to be healthy. Um, you know, that been, is it, a that's a bill in front of the house right now as well. Like it's SB something. I can't remember offhand, um, but it is to regulate any and all supplementation and anything right. that says natural or herbal. Mm hmm in in the description so yes uh, yes i remember there was something about that so there mm -hmm. well one of the things like a lot of herbal supplements that you take and it will say right on the container has not been tested by the fda mm -hmm. right so this is just how the government can get in under that and say you right. know what we need to make sure that this is going to do what you say it's going to do. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put it under the control of the FDA. And that is going to kill 
any other type of holistic or herbal Correct. medicine or supplements that people take. Correct. You know, if you they, if they no pass that, if they pass that, you won't be able to have anything like that anymore because it'll disappear off the market unless it is approved by the FDA, in which case, if it is approved by the FDA, definitely don't take it. Yeah. And not only that, you wouldn't be able to afford to buy it if it was approved by the FDA. Correct. You said something earlier and it's something that like, like I kind of suffer from uh, seasonal, what do you call it? Like seasonal depression. Like I don't get mm -hmm. depressed, but it's like, oh, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. it's, sh it's shitty out. Where's the sunshine? Bring the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Sunshine <laughs> provides vitamin D. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of ways to get vitamin D other than buying a med from a pharmaceutical. Correct. Right? Yep. Absolutely. These are the things they want to get rid of. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that people should pay attention to. Like mm -hmm. if the sun is shining, get out in it right. any way you can. Even if it's there, cold. I yeah. do. I do that too. I will literally put on a snowsuit and go outside just so I can like stare at the sun. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not only that, but cold air is actually pretty good for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't like the cold any more than the next guy, but if the sun is out, oh, I'll yeah. go out in the cold. I'll go out in the cold. Me I don't too. have any problem with it. Yeah, I like I like to go out when it's like eighty five or ninety out in the sunny. <laughs> like that's, We're not that's gonna my... see that here for a while. <laughs> well, well, I'm not gonna see that until probably sometime in June. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, so we're gonna do we're gonna do some other things to try to combat that a little bit because you know I want to be able to be in a good mood and some days I'm not mm -hmm. always in a good mood. So mm -hmm. I understand that, and I think a lot of people have that same uh, issue. And I've had a lot of conversations the last couple of days that like this year so far has been really rough emotionally and spiritually on some people. Like they're having. Uh, almost feels like a dark shade over them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people are describing that right now. So whatever it is, uh, it's got to get out of here. Uh, and, you know, people that uh, pray, pray for everyone else that's experiencing that right now. Well, I mean, um, we can't, we can't help it, Janet. Yeah. Look at all the stuff that's thrown at us at a mm -hmm. daily basis. That's why I tell people, you know, don't watch the news. People right. say, well, you watch the news. I watch the news to listen to the propaganda mm -hmm. because I decipher it right? and I combat it. That's the right. only reason why I watch the news. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't even really watch alternative news you know, because sometimes I think, you know, I was talking about this earlier. Like, I think a lot of that is just clickbait. Yeah, they're, not, they're not talking about, like, they're not talking about the WHO, like none of them. They're talking about Andrew Tate. They're mm -hmm. talking about uh, Epstein still, which is a good subject. And they're talking about all these fucking distractions. Right. Instead of talking about things that really matter, like catastrophic contagion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and that's that's so important. And, and I don't think a lot of people have heard of that. So I'm glad that we discussed that today, as well as other things that um, <clears throat> Mr. Gates is involved in. Uh, yeah. And working on and partnered with and, you know. And this is just the stuff we know about. Yeah. This yeah. is this is literally just the tiny tip of the iceberg. There is so much more. Um, so for people that love to dig into things like that, this is just a, a little teeny 
uh, appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so go get co- it. Yeah. I think we covered quite a bit of stuff on there. So yep. that'll give some people to, something to go look at. You know, that's what I always say our shows are about. Like, mm-hmm. like, like we can't sit here 24 seven and give you information, like spoon feed you information. But, right. But we can, what we can give you uh, like, like the key to the, to the door, to the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is a door on a rabbit hole, uh, just be careful when you jump down a rabbit hole, try to stay on the path you were headed. Exactly. Right. Because I know that when I, when I jump down a hole, I can get distracted and I can, I can go off on many. And you're like, passages. Oh wait, what is this? No, I better go look at this right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's like a, like a woman in a jewelry store. Oh, oh, that's real pretty. Oh, I just saw something shiny. What is that? It's the same thing with us. You but. should say woman in a gun store. Yeah, well, that too, that too. Uh, I have a, I have a wife like that, uh, which is awesome. I, I totally fine with that. But, uh, but, anyways, okay, Janet, I'm gonna have to go. All right, darling. Um, so again, where can they find you at? Okay, you can find me multiple places. Uh, you can go on Instagram if you want to go to my personal Ron from New England page. That's where I post the cool reels and. Uh, share lots of stuff and memes and kind of keep it, try to keep it funny, you know, put a little comedy into it because we, uh, and we just touched on this. We are so inundated with bad news that I know, I know it has a, and I know this because it has an effect on me. Like it has a negative impact on your psyche, right? So we have to work hard to get around that Mm -hmm. and try to think of the good things and try to be happy and try to be in a good mood, right? Right. Go on. If you want a little bit of that, go on Ron from New England on Instagram. Uh, any show information you're going to find on, on my other page, the Wicked Planet podcast page. Go check that out. I am back on Twitter. Uh, my handle on Twitter is Ron from NE, short for New England. And um, come and join us on the Telegram chat. We have one. It's called the Wicked Planet podcast chat. Just come and join that. You don't have to be approved. Just go ahead, join in and jump in and on the festivities. Uh, we post a lot of information there, but I pretty much let my, my, uh, my members do their own thing. Like they police themselves, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, uh, and you can listen to uh, typically a new episode of the wicked planet will come out uh, on a Thursday, typically, uh, which would be me and Buckley and sometimes anonymous Sean, or sometimes miss Kristen will come on the show. Uh, we've actually got some guests scheduled to come in the studio uh, nice. going, going forward in the next few months. So we're going to see how that works out. I really like having people come in to the show to actually mm-hmm. just come into the haunted garage and hang out in the studio and talk. I actually like that. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we've been putting out a lot of bonus shows. Uh, this uh, uh, like, actually, I don't know when you're going to air this, but I mean, this week we kind of took the week off and I'm just putting some bonus shows out. Mm-hmm. So uh, st- uh, be looking forward to more bonus shows from the wicked planet, you know? Uh, so we're going to be working on that and just, we're just going to move forward in, uh, uh, end of March, we're going to be going into our third year, so we're pretty so we're pretty excited about that. But that's that's where you can find me. So everybody, make sure that you go follow him and also like, subscribe, share, comment, and download his podcast. You will not regret it. It's always full of great information. There's always great conversation on there as well, and um, some laughter, uh, mm-hmm. lots of laughter. So you guys make sure to go and do that. 
Thank you for checking out the show today. Thanks for being a part of it, Mr. Ron. I love you and adore you so much. Thank you so much, Janet. I always love coming on with you and talking or having you on the Wicked Planet. We've done that a few times now, and I always look forward to it. So absolutely. Thank you for inviting me on for another episode of Deplorable Nation. You're welcome. So have a good one, guys, and we'll see you next time.